This is Among the Stacks, produced by the Allen County Public Library in Scottsville, Kentucky. The podcast where you learn what we're reading and recommending in the library news. Hi, I'm Sheila Stovall. Hello, I'm Amanda. And I'm Chelsea. Welcome to Among the Stacks, where we're here to tell you what we're reading and recommending at the Allen County Public Library. Well, Merry Christmas, girls. Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas. Are you finished with your Christmas shopping? No. (laughs) Oh, you're running out of time. I hope you're not waiting for UPS or the Postal Service to deliver something. A little bit, but I've I got um, Amazon Prime last minute just so I could get it on time. <laughs> oh no, we well, do a lot of homemade gifts over here at our house, so I'm just doing. I got to really crank down on that this evening because we've got somewhere to go tomorrow for a little get together. But whew, I always yeah. I always do stuff at the last minute, and it makes me anxious. Well, I'm making Christmas candy tomorrow to give away as gifts, and that's sort of my last thing. And um, But my grandboys want to come over and help me, but they are uh, 7 and 10, and they don't have the best habits of always keeping their hands clean. So <laughs> I'm probably going to make the Christmas candy in the morning before they get there. Yeah. It's just well, snuck up on us, I think. I'm just like, it's already, it's next week. That's so well, it's yeah. So many things have changed this year with we don't have our traditions of the Christmas parade because normally I could tell you week by week through December what sort of uh, traditional activity that I'm yeah. going to. And so mm-hmm. so now it's just it's Christmas, uh, but it's here, but it's still a great time to celebrate. And so yeah. well, we're here to talk about books. So girls, have have you read anything great lately that you want to recommend to the to our audience? I have not read a complete book since our last podcast, but um, I did want to recommend a Christmas book if you are needing a little uh, story to get you in the spirit of Christmas. Um, One of my favorite authors is Jenny Colgan, and she writes a lot of books that are set in the islands of Scotland, the northern islands of Scotland. So they're little quaint little villages, and they're just little cozy, uh, usually romance stories, and the, the book that I would recommend is Christmas on the Island. And it's kind of not your typical romance story because it's not just like cookie cutter. Um, this one has um, a refugee that has moved into their island that is a doctor. And he's kind of coping with possibly losing his wife. He doesn't know where she is. So he's dealing with that. And then his boys are kind of trying to adjust to being in this whole new culture, a different language and all of that. And then the community, how are they taking this outsider? That's just like nothing like they've seen before. So it's just a really sweet story. And it centers around the community's uh, Christmas pageant or their Christmas program at the school. So it's just a really sweet story. If you just need something to get you in that mood, I really love all of her books and I recommend them to everybody who asks for like a light, good book to read. That's always one of my favorites to recommend is her books. Now, what was the title of this book? This one's called Christmas on the Island. I have not read that book, but I have read her book, uh, The Bookshop on the Corner. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. And it um, seems like there was one about a bakery. Yeah, a little uh, Beach Street Bakery, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so that, she is a great, just a fun read when you want to just sort of relax and just have a nice, like you said, a cozy, a cozy book. So yeah. I, I love that. 
Well, it's, you know, when you're so busy right now or just the stress of times, it's sometimes hard for me to concentrate. I've got so many things going on, Mm -hmm. but I did grab Rick Bragg's new book, Where I Come From. I want to read that one. Oh, I tell you, so good. He he is just he is my all time favorite Southern author, Mm -hmm. and so it's just wonderful. And they're short stories, and so and it's funny because I my husband was watching the basketball game the other night, or it might have been football, I don't know. And I was reading it, and I was just laughing out loud, and he was like, "What are you reading?" And I sh- I passed the book over to him and he's not one to read a lot, but he sat there and he read the short story that I was reading and he was laughing too. And it was about, he'd gone fishing. I don't want to give away too much of the story. Mm-hmm. And he hooked a billy goat. Oh gosh. And so, <laughs> he didn't want to lose his rod and reel. Uh-huh. So it was so funny, but he just, he tells stories about his family now, was that a true story or is that a? I think it was a true story. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, and he 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 tells stories about his family and some of their traditions, and just they just touch your heart. And at the same time, I feel like Rick Bragg and I must be you know cousins or something because as I read those stories, I could I could certainly relate to know you know, nights out, sitting out on the front porch or playing hide and go seek or going fishing or going to the lake or that sort of thing. But it's, um, so again, that's where I come from stories from the deep South there. He's an Alabama author. So I've read, um, I've read my Southern journey by Rick Bragg. And that was a really good book too. He, he's just, he's just such a great storyteller. So I have, I have been reading that book, but now I did listen to an audio book. I've always got something on my phone to listen to on my commute to Scottsville every day. And um, this was a, a wonderful book called The Midnight Library. And so, of course, I'm a librarian, so I am going to read any book about a library. But it's a really strange sort of library in that uh, it's about a young woman, Nora. And I'll tell you, the first chapter is very depressing. So read the first few sentences and then skip to chapter two. (laughs) You uh, recommend people to skip parts of the book. Well, she's depressed. I mean, it goes on a bit too long. I I don't want to be critical of the author, but on the first day... She just has several things that go wrong. And um, so in the book, I I don't know if she's dreaming or if she really is in between life and death. Hmm. And uh, so in the Midnight Library, she gets a chance. The first book she picks up is the Book of Regrets. And Hmm. she gets to choose all different versions of how her life might have been had she chosen, you know, to go out with this man versus this man. Hmm. Or had she chosen to study this career versus another career or or, you know, maybe her father would have loved her more had she done this versus that. And so it's really uh, it's it's almost sort of a magical mystical sort of book. And uh, so she, cause when she opens this book, it's like she's put into that life, but like, like in one, one version of her life, she was an Arctic explorer. So Mm -hmm. she's put down in the middle of Antarctica 
as a scientist, but of course she never went to school to be that scientist. So here she is, this award-winning scientist, and she doesn't know anything about what she's supposed Mm -hmm. to be a professional. So it's kind of funny that way. Oh, that is funny. Uh, So it is funny. You know, you're like, you think, well, how is she going to answer this question or keep everybody fooled? And so, but it really, it was a very different sort of, there's nothing cookie cookie cutter about this book, Yeah, but it was very thought provoking and it had a very good ending. Mm -hmm. And that's all I will say about it. I don't (laughs) want to give away too much other than skip or read really fast through that first chapter. So you don't get depressed. Don't get discouraged with it. Yeah, I know. Especially if you're a little sad, you don't want to read that first chapter, (laughs) but you want to read the ending. Yeah. So, uh, so that's really good. Awesome. Uh, all right. Well, and something else, I don't know. Have you girls been watching any of the great Christmas movies lately that come on this time of year? My TV's on repeat with Christmas movies. We watch them almost every evening while we've got something else going on. It's mostly background noise because we are busy, but, you know, Christmas movies, I just never get tired of watching them. I love them all. I love Christmas Vacation with Chevy Chase. That's I've one of my never all-time watched favorite. That You've never watched that ever. movie? I can't oh either. Gosh, you've you never watched the Lampoon movies. I've never watched them. That one's a classic. <laughs> I know. I sh- every year I'm like, I should watch that, but I've never seen oh, it. It's so good. Y'all have got to watch it. There's this one scene, and you know, I'm not going to talk about it much, a lot, because Chevy gets really upset with everything that's going on. And at the end of it, he's just cussing and having all this you know, just having a terrible, terrible Christmas day. And he says, hallelujah, where's the Tylenol? And I'm like, that sums up 2020 pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) It's almost over. It's almost over. But there's some good things. We've got a vaccine is starting to go around. So that is something to be celebrating. 2020 will be a year I will never forget. forget. (laughs) As things get closer to normal, I just think we'll all be so much more appreciative of just the normal day. Yeah. And so, well, I love, I've already watched White Christmas. Um, I love that. That's one of my favorites. And then I watched It's a Wonderful Life the other night. But I don't, I don't usually watch the Christmas story, you know, with the little boy, Ralphie, yeah. until yeah. Christmas Eve. It's our tradition to watch that. We do that too, on, Christmas, on Christmas Eve. Eve. And mm-hmm. so, um, and there's some great Christmas books. I was, I actually uh, was rereading an old favorite the other day. I read this most Christmas is, and it's called Shepherd's Abiding by Jan Karen. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just a sweet little story that uh, about Father Tim has got a, special Christmas gift for Cynthia. And um, uh, it's just, it's just one of my favorites. And then I get a little, I get a little sad when I think about this, but uh, Thomas Kincaid uh, wrote a Cape light series and he would have Christmas books. Mm-hmm. Of course he is no longer with us. So there will not be any more Cape light books, but I love, I love the Cape light series and uh, so I'm going to probably reread this weekend. All is bright. Hmm. And so he wrote those with Catherine Spencer. And so I love that. And then last year I had a, a friend of mine, Patrick Carp, uh, had a book published called The End of the Magi. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I just loved it. And I want to reread that. And um, and it's about um, 
it starts out with Daniel having the vision of the coming Messiah. So it's historical fiction, and hmm. but it's also an adventure novel, the way he, he wrote it. So, uh, so I want to read that again. And because I know there are things, Patrick does so much research into his books that I'm sure there are little things that I missed. And so I want to, I'm going to read that again. And uh, awesome. you'll be busy. You've got a lot of read, reading to do before. Well, Christmas. <laughs> well, you know, because I'm not running around to all my normal Christmas oh, yeah, events. <laughs> a little more time than normal. I know. It's just so odd because I've got all my presents wrapped under the tree, but there's not going to be any gathering at my house. Right. I'm taking gifts mm-hmm. to one grandchild here and I'll take gifts to the other grandchild at their place. Mm-hmm. But we're, I mean, I thought the other day I have put up all these Christmas decorations and there'll just be me and my husband. <laughs> but if it gives you joy, it's worth it. That's, That's why I, I love turning on the Christmas tree. I have been enjoying, yeah. I have been enjoying that. And so. Yeah. And at least this year you can be home and like sit and watch it and enjoy it. Like yeah. where normally you're gone and you can't stay there. That's so. true. Well, Amanda, have you had any children's books that you might want to recommend for yeah. or, or something for the kids? Yeah, for the holiday season, we've got lots of children's books and I get made fun of here because right now our doors are closed and nobody can come to see what's displayed. But I just want easy to grab things that represent the season. So the children's department right now is full of all these wonderful children's books that centered around Christmas and the holidays. And just a few, I'll just do these off the cuff um, titles that if you want, you can for sure ask us to get those for you and we'll deliver them to you. Um, but there's one called The Queen and the First Christmas Tree, and it's Queen Charlotte's Gifts to England. And this is based on a true story. There's one called The Little Fir Tree, and I love this one. I actually read it as a summer reading um, book this past summer. And it's got a little bit of Christmas involved in it, but there's more to it. And that's why I really like that one. A beautiful covered book. Oh, so, and it's so pretty. I love it. It's the one that's uh, told by the original story of Hans Christian Andersen. Um, there's one called How to Hide a Lion at Christmas. So this little girl, she's wanting a lion um, to come to her Christmas party. But of course, a lion probably wouldn't be welcome at most places. So she's got to try to conceal him in the best way she can. And if you've ever heard of the Otis, the tractor books by Lauren Long, there's one called An Otis Christmas. And these are the sweetest little Christmas stories and books in general by Lauren Long about Otis, who is a tractor. And they relate to uh, little girls or little boys. And I really love Otis. But I thought it would be fun while we're doing our Christmas stuff to talk about some of these, you know, children's books that have actually made it to the big motion picture screen. And the first one that comes to mind is How a Grinch Stole Christmas by Dr. Seuss. Love that movie. So I'm sure y'all have heard that story and you've watched that movie. But I was going to ask y'all's opinion. Do you like the original Dr. Seuss movie, the animated version? Or do you like the one that stars Jim Carrey, if you've watched it? There are now three of them. A new one came out last year, I think. See, I've not seen the third one. I've seen all three of them, and I I prefer the first one. The animated version? Yeah. The newest one's also animated, but the original animated one, I like the best. Sheila, have you ever watched any of them? I have. I've watched the the one that the original one for sure, 
mm-hmm. because I'm old and I have <laughs> children and grandchildren. So I've, I definitely prefer that. The, um, the Jim Carrey version came out when my children were little. Yeah. And I was very disappointed. It's because scary. There were some, well, and there were some messages uh, that were more adult connotations. Yes. And yeah. I did not want my children exposed to that. Yeah. So I completely I, agree. I left the movie theater very <laughs> disappointed. Well, I, I, it just went over my children's heads, but I was like, now why did they have to do that? I did not think Dr. Seuss would be pleased. No. And what disappoints <laughs> me most with that movie, and I'm not trying to be, you know, given bad reviews on anything, but I think it's just good to get opinions on stuff too, is it's called, the Jim Carrey version is called Dr. Seuss's How a Grinch Stole Christmas, but that's nothing like the original story that Dr. Seuss told. And that's why I just really prefer that original animated version because it is the story in its entirety, word for word, with some animated pictures to go along with it. So that's what I love the most. Well, you might like the newer one better than the Jim Carrey one because it is <laughs> animated, but it's also, I think, a lot more kid friendly, friendly. than the Jim Carrey one was. Well, that's good to know. I'll mark that yeah. down to watch for sure. Okay, the last one I was going to talk about, and this one makes me kind of sad because this time of the year would be the time that we'd be having our Polar Express party here at the library. But I love the the book by Chris Van Alsberg, The Polar Express. And to be honest, when I first watched the movie, I didn't like it because the animations were so surreal. It was weird. (laughs) It was weird. Like, it took me a minute to really, like get past how detailed the animations were and just really focus on the story that was being told. It's become one of my favorites though, after all these years, I mean, every single time I watch that I'll cry or I'll tear up when, you know, he can still ring that bell and still hear it. And he believes, and I just think that's the most sweetest thing. The innocence of a child is something that, you know, I just think is just the sweetest thing ever. So those are the two I was, I was going to recommend to read here at the library or to watch at home on your TV. Good choices. Thanks. I, I agree. Well, as you said, the Polar Express has been a library tradition for your our Polar Express party. So what are maybe some family traditions that you, you enjoy or that you're going to do this year? Chelsea, you can go first. I'll think about mine. <laughs> well, then I can go. I think I've got mine. So one of the things that I remember, this is a personal thing we used to do. When I was a kid, me and my mom and my dad and then my aunt and my cousins, we would all pile up in the Jeep or the van, unbuckled, of course, because we didn't believe in seatbelts back then. And we would go <laughs> we would go to Sonic and we would get the, you know, this, you know, so much food. We get all the food we wanted to eat, plus a large milkshake. As a kid, you do not need a large milkshake. As an adult, You do do not not need a large milkshake, (laughs) but we all got a large milkshake. And around this time of the year, we would all pile up in the car, get our treats and drive around all the neighborhoods and look at Christmas lights. Oh, yeah. And it was just really, I mean, it didn't cost us much, just the price of the food. And we would just spend time together, squished in a car and just looking at the lights. And that's something that I want to start doing with my family. And I think we've got plans to do that this weekend. And I'm really excited about it. Fun. Well, that's a great idea because that you can do that and still be safe and yeah, socially just, distanced and get yep. some takeout and you're good to go. Okay. I've got one. Okay. go. <laughs> okay. Um, it's not a specific memory, but I just remember growing up, we always, I have like a pretty big extended family. So 
Christmas Day was like four or five dinners that we went to or meals that we went to. So it was always like hustling to get to the next place. And I know like as an adult, my parents are like, gosh, that was hard. That was so much. And everyone Mm -hmm. just complains about going, going, going. But as a kid, like that was my favorite thing. Like, like, oh, we got somewhere else to go. Let's go. It's so exciting. Just the hustle and bustle of the day was just my favorite thing. And looking back, like I have nothing to do on Christmas Day anymore. (laughs) But I'm just like, man, that was so fun. And I miss like, yeah, it was a lot. And that was a lot of food to cook and you had to take it everywhere. But it was a lot of fun. And I, I miss those days, but I'm glad that we have that to look back on because that was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. I love getting together when we can. Hopefully yeah. next year we can do that again. Safely. For sure. Well, one of my favorite traditions is going to, uh, I'm Baptist, so, but uh, <laughs> I go to the candlelight service at the Methodist Church in Franklin on Christmas Eve. And that has, since my parents have both passed away, we used to go to my mom's on Christmas Eve, but of course, mm-hmm. since she's no longer with us, that really left sort of a big hole in my calendar and Mm -hmm. my sisters and I started going to the candlelight service at the Methodist church on Christmas Eve. And that's always a special time. So I doubt I get to do that this year with Mm -hmm. COVID, but I can have my own quiet time at home with my own candlelight and spend some time really focusing on, you know, the real meaning of Christmas. Mm -hmm. And so it's not necessarily all bad that uh, we've slowed down a little bit and really turned our attention to what's really important, I think. And so for sure, Well, I think we're out of time. And so uh, I just want to wish you both a very Merry Christmas. Thank you. Happy holidays. Thank you. And I hope you all find some time to read books during the Christmas holiday. I've got like four started. I just haven't got anything finished. (laughs) It's so funny because my sister still buy me books for Christmas. I hope they're not listening to this because I want to tell them I work at a library. Right. And I have access to any book in the world. <laughs> right. Right. But it's so sweet because they do know how much I love books. And I, yeah. I, it just tickles me to death when they get me books. And I think, uh, do they not know I work at a library? No, but that's so funny. I'm so mean. I, see, I'm going to get a lump of coal in my stocking now. On the naughty yeah. list. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll sign off. Merry right. Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Goodbye. You've been listening to Among the Stacks, a podcast produced by the staff of the Allen County Public Library in Scottsville, Kentucky. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to seeing you Among the Stacks.